Hello and welcome back to another episode of Going Through the Motions with me, Callum. And me, Alex. How's it going, guys? The podcasting equivalent of doing it again because we... we, we because of your bloody and you've got my blooming computer. I know and I every do. Week, every it single week. week, we've I will... done it now. We had a really great one about swans earlier. We were talking about swans. Do you know what? That'll mean nothing to them, but it'll mean something to you, mate. I know. When I tell you about the swan analogy about swans hissing, and then we did a really nice one about how the banknotes and the, the whole Scottish legal tender. Yeah. And then and then you gave me some lovely compliments on my hair and how I smelled Absolutely. and everything. And you were giving you were, honestly, it was just brilliant and then and then what about that time i spoke latin and you were just like oh mate and then we've lost all that file we I have spoke, i spoke latin wonderfully yeah. to you yeah it's oh, probably just as well I've forgotten it's, all of it. it's probably just as well though because it was a satanic ritual and it was. I, don't, I don't i don't i think that's against the acast uh, terms of terms and conditions you, no it's not no because acast have not put in their terms and conditions you cannot chant sanctus dominus and resurrect the spirit of satan oh by slaying days. a goat and we did, and do you know what? It's so funny because we also started around slitting throats and got and on on, on, on it was you know it was on agents, wasn't it? it was, yeah, it was agents. It's amazing how things come full circle. They do come full circle, a full circle. Um, I do have to commend you for your yeah. level of chill at losing a good like hour of chat, mate, and I, going I, again. An hour of an hour of time with you is never wasted. Oh, so that it's not is, it's not the, because you're going on holiday tomorrow and you're not gonna have a care in the world. It's it's you know, it's it's almost like so we're we're cramming stuff in. I am going on holiday, or I'm in holiday right now as you're listening, and we just we, we just you know when you're at that point you're like, We just have to do it. We just have to go again and we just have to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, it is. Because we, we, we moved a lot. We both moved a lot of stuff around this week. To make this happen. Because we, we, we recorded twice this happen. week. Yeah, we've done it. We've done a lot for you. We we love you. Um, I, I think we just get in. It might be a slightly shorter episode this week because we are both going mad I, absolutely. Um, in trying to do this. But we're going to try and cover all the points we did before because yeah. Alex made some cracking points and I just made the same point continuously after <laughs> the last recording. Do you think there's a small underlying thing where we're both going, do we? Do we? Are we glad this happened? Do we, Let's do just we do wanna, take do two. We Let's do just that do again. Take two. Yeah, of course. Oh, because goodness. of course we are not a repeating ourselves um, podcast, um, are we, Alex? Well, at least not that you're aware. I said, <laughs> of course we are not a repeating ourselves podcast, though, are we, Alex? No, we're not. I said, of course we are not a repeating ourselves podcast, are we, Alex? No, we're not. I said, of course we are not a repeating ourselves podcast, Alex. No, we're not. No, it's not. No, no of course what? we're not repeating ourselves podcast, Alex. Am I supposed to say something specific? I don't know. I don't know. Just stop repeating. It's like a glitch All in the right, matrix okay. here, isn't this? I don't know what's happening. So I don't have a black cat at hand to kind of oh reset this. Oh, my God. Um, we are, of course, a music and movies podcast. And each week we will talk to you about some movies that that just... I, that, that just... Now, obviously, we've chatted about The Matrix now. We have. This is the second time through. And I've got a different opinion of it now because you've managed to bring some really great convincing parts around this movie. But I can't for the life of me not go back to the same point I was making no, previously. I think, which is... I think you should because I think it's they're all valid points. They're interesting points. Yeah. And I've never heard anyone else utter them. So yeah. I think you should. I just think the movie's dated, man. I just think it's got such a look of the 20s. Uh, sorry, the t- uh, the 2000s. I just 90s. think the 90s, mate. Yeah, 1990. I just think that the, the style and the aesthetic, it's very, very dated for its time. And, you know, to the point that I was saying earlier, I just think that other movies since the matrix have done far better versions of the matrix you know specifically things like and some of the original concepts like don't get me wrong the idea for this movie the concept behind what it's set around yeah it's breathtaking it's one of yeah, the most yeah. amazingly original stories ever created but my goodness it's like it, it's it's the it's the aesthetic and it's just it's quite cringy and some of the the music choice and it's so sincere like it was it was developed it was developed for such a specific person this movie um well, probably you know, like, the wachowskis 
the worst games. But even just even just things like the mini discs, and it it just doesn't date really well, and it's 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 clunky. But then yeah. there's some parts of this movie, like the telephone ringing, that you know that Wake takes them out of the Matrix, or the black cat glitch sequence. Yeah, are yeah. genius. Some some of it is amazing. Yeah, and not, some of it is just ugh. not a hundred percent. I mean, I, I I go back to you know some of the what you were saying about the cringy kind of mm. aesthetic choices and the discs and things like that and and i see all of that as being you know quintessentially of their time and you know as you said dated but it it, it all happens in one big bundle on screen and it's so prominent and it's so it, it's like all of those things are the entirety of the world and they, they're not just bits that exist in the world sure. that yeah. it sort of feeds that idea of for me that it's not the real world because i'm like well you couldn't possibly have all of these things and have this actually you know be the world and like people Mm. don't live in that grimy apartments and Mm. you know the with the dirt and the filth and then all the leather and chokers and you know all of like the chokers chokers, yeah yeah the the spiky chokers and the people (laughs) and the the people slow dancing in cages and things like that and you're you're you're, and everyone's and everyone's acting like this is normal and you're like (laughs) and 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 it's like i i know that that scene exists in real life like there is a culture of that i'm aware sure. of that yeah and yeah, i'm not yeah. and you're there often aren't you 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 compete <laughs> what, in that what, culture don't what you? i was you gonna choker. what i was gonna say before you started making a joke about it is i'm not here to belittle that scene at all i'm yeah. not i'm not here to you're not kink shaming criticize and i'm sure you're not i'm sure you're not either but it, the point is i'm so far removed removed from it that it, it's not my world whereas the matrix the world of the matrix very much sells that as the entirety of the world and that for me really sells the the world is a lie sort of Mm. narrative Mm. so Mm. for me that what you would say is dated actually sells the concept even more for me yeah yeah i guess i guess so i guess so it's just it, it just screamed out to some points like there were some decisions that were made on the day. There were some decisions that were just long-term decisions. I know we chatted a little bit about this before, yeah. and you were saying about how, um, you know, on the previous recording, obviously, we had a chance, and where the concept came from was it came from a series of different, um, you know, graphics novels or stories or films and stuff, but yeah. ultimately it's its own original idea. Yeah, I'd say and, so. You know, and, and I would compare, like, Inception is a really great example, where I would say largely a lot of Inception has kind of future-proofed itself, and maybe that's through the direction, maybe yeah. that's through the concept and the ideas but like inception the 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 distance between Inse- when was inception made was it 2010 10, wasn't it 2010 was it right yeah yeah so that's 11 years old are you telling me that we like if you if we watched the matrix in 2010 so when inception came out yeah it would have looked dated then whereas you can watch inception now and it doesn't look dated okay I don't think I've got a fully fledged response to that because I don't, I still don't see the matrix as being dated. Oh, really? Like even like, so when I can, the the things that visually. There's a weird perception thing when you grow up with a movie, isn't there? I think there is. Yeah, I think there is. And I'm very, very much aware that nostalgia and like pure love for a certain movie can blind can yeah. blind to faults. I'm aware of that and I own that and I'm probably guilty of it in this. But that mm. isn't but that's still but that doesn't actually change my experience and what I and mm. you know mm. what I would say in that it doesn't date it for me. But then I would look at another movie that I would view as un, I would give unconditional love to. Mm. And mm. that is and I've given this example before but The Two Towers. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The two towers and Return of the King. Well, the whole the whole trilogy, the mm. whole Lord of the Rings trilogy was groundbreaking in its special effects. Yeah, yeah. You cannot tell me that it didn't break any ground. Well, no, I mean, no but what I was going to say is you can't tell me that all of it has aged 
perfectly. Mm. Because it hasn't. And there's one specific sequence or series of sequences that really, really stand out for me. And, and it's the reason I bring up the two towers is because when Mary and Pippin are with Treebeard, right? Yeah, you're right. Treebeard's yeah. head, whenever Treebeard's talking, is like this amazing animatronic tree face thing. But mm. the background is so obnoxiously a green screen. It's, yeah, fri- it's, it's, it's yeah. frightening. That... I I am ashamed to admit, and it breaks my heart to admit, pulls me out of it. And it's those kind of things that really date a movie. If you go back to the Star Wars prequels, they look really they look really dated again because of mm. you know underdeveloped CGI and things like that. I don't see a huge amount of that in the Matrix. I see I see a lot of stunt work. I see a lot oh, of yeah, camera yeah. work. I but, see but, a lot of sets. Let me but let me be really clear. Yes. Yeah, yes, yes. But what I'm saying that's dated is not what we're seeing, but it's more the ideas around the execution. Right, sure. It's the ideas around the the like the flipping with the two guns. I'm like, that's that's not a concept see, that people like are gonna that. look back on and just go, yeah, that's cool. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's like it's 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 like there was a time, right, where a Harley Davidson buying a Harley Davidson was cool. Now it's just not, but like you could have foreseen that, right? Because that's a trend. Like right. that's a trend. Like that's what the sort of thing like dads do in midlife crisis. Now they buy Harley Davidson yeah. because when they were younger, that was a cool thing to do, right? Yeah. But but there's some things. You're right. When I grow up, I'm going to learn how to flip in slow motion and pick up assault li- assault but, rifles. But like but like that's what that's what was considered cool at that time. But it's like I still but think that's it's not going to cool. be cool. But it but it's. It's just like it's just a bit. I, I think, and, and and like what I'm asking, basically, the Wachowskis to do is to predict um, future norms or future yeah, right. things are acceptable. Which is, really, you don't ask much. Yeah, do you? you don't ask much. Exactly. <laughs> but 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 like you know, if you go back to the things like hum, you know Humphrey Bogart when he when he's on screen with his cig, you know his cigarettes and the way he's looking at the camera and he's in his suits and stuff like this. Like there's some things that are just timeless. Right. Um, and it, you know if you go to even if you just go to things like um you know like Stallone and Rambo and stuff yeah that was a real that you know like that's a real roll of the dice isn't it because yeah. it's like that might not look cool one day you look back at it it looks ridiculous but it's so it's so interesting that you're very much like set in the camp of this is not one of those things mm. because i so think it is oh. i i think the image of Keanu Reeves as neo and trinity in especially in that um in that gun site and the airport sequence yeah uh, the bank sequence sorry it's it's not it's not even a bank it's just a foyer it's just a foyer it's just a it's just a generic foyer um with a lot of exploding marble yeah but i just think some of the poses and the and the shots in there I think it's iconic. I really do I just, think it's iconic. I, I think Trinity's fine. I just think there's something about Keanu Reeves. He just looks like it just looks like a guy who thinks he's really it kind of has that kind of like incel kind of vibe around it. Do you know what I mean? Just kind of like just like almost cringy, just like oh, it's just cringe topia kind of like it's so interesting. Two, it's two, com- two conversations around this. I don't think we're agreeing on it at all. Oh, <laughs> he's just this like I think it's just because he's so skinny and he's so white. And he's like yeah, but I can be the one. I'm like you, you, you can tell like he was just, they were just writing this to appeal to like our kind of like you know young boys. And you watch back at it, you're like oh god. It's okay. like I, do you know I, do you know what I mean? Now that you've said it like that now that you said it like that i mean you're never changing my opinion on it sure, sure. and i don't no, think no, no, and, and don't you don't wrong. you don't it's a great movie and let, let's I'm be fair you to. don't want to change my opinion no i don't it. i'm not trying to but now that you've said it like that i do sort of see that point of view i do yeah. i do see that point of view but uh, what i was going to bring up with the kind of cringe kind of dated uh presentation of it is and, th- and this is something that i f- i thought in this most recent rewatch is I didn't realize how many John McClane like one liners there were. <laughs> There's a lot, isn't there? Yeah. There's quite There's a, a few, isn't there? The mo- and and they're all super famous as well. I mean, I feel like the most famous is when they're loading into the matrix to go and uh, rescue Morpheus and tank uh, goes, what do you need? And he goes, guns, guns, pause, lots, lots of guns. guns. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. and then, the actual genius part of that scene because that is 
undeniably a cheesy line that yeah. would make anyone go, Whoa, <laughs> oh, yeah, somebody yeah, wrote yeah. that. But what happens after that, obviously, when you see it, when it's a completely white backdrop and then the endless rows of guns just load into frame and whiz past them, that is sure. cool. That is undeniably yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. And then yeah. obviously a little bit later when uh, when Trinity shoots an agent in in the head, but not before she says, dodge this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you want to talk about the agents? Because the agents yeah, are... Let's do it so cool I and mean, hugo weaving is fantastic Isn't he like just... they are they are such an omnipotent presence throughout this movie and i just love the idea that you can't kill them yeah. like i love them it makes them really scary but i guess like my criticism to them is that in some sequences i wish they didn't say quite as much because there's quite a lot of dialogue between them and i think you create that and, and, and the, like the way that they the way that they take over a host body and they like you know, they, there's a bit of code and there's a bit of a... It looks like they're like... St- st- I think that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I do think visually, there's such an original so visual. And even the sound. And, you know, like we chatted about the sound. There's some amazing sound design. You know, like the sound of it, like the coding digitally sort of sound. Yeah. The bit when the, bit when the mirror goes down the throat. Like that's It's unique n- to the Matrix. It's, it's, like if you heard so, those yeah. sounds without yes, any right, visual right. cue, you'd know it was the Matrix as well. Of course. You? Yeah, of course. Yeah, you really, really would. And yeah, I really, really love that. But going back to Hugo Weaving, do you know when an actor just gives a performance of like a, just a really tasty villainous role where you're, you're watching it and you're, and you're hearing, you're hearing the acting and everything and you feel like you're having a meal. Mm, mm. Like you're just salivating at every word that's that's coming out. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. And he, he absolutely sells it. Apparently, he um, mimicked his voice. Oh, he didn't mimic his voice, but he uh, he he chose to build the voice of his character, Agent Smith, on like an old nineteen fifties kind of broadcaster, right? American right. broadcaster that's like kind of kind of like you know the guy that narrates trailers. Mm, mm, you know the guy that mm. narrated the trailers yeah, for yeah. Uh, in a world yeah the yeah. speed speed tugman you know or yeah, tug yeah, speedman yeah. not speed tugman um tug speedman speed tugman after this man, won't you? the man who made a difference one two three four five six times before is about to make a difference literally again. missed my joke which is uh, i bet you're away for a wee speed tugman after this so. oh see what i did there i liked we, that joke that yeah, was good yeah. that was good thank yeah, you thank yeah, you for telling it again i'll say i'll, I'll always say the best ones twice <laughs> yep. the best ones have always got to be yeah go for the speed tugman oh yeah but it? hugo even was just glorious in this one especially when he's going on often these um these pseudo philosophical kind of rants about the the actual state of humanity and that they're not mammals but they're mm. actually viruses and they're the yeah cure. yeah um, but then, but then the reveal that actually he is his own AI, as it were, he's his own character, and actually he doesn't give a shit about mm. maintaining the control and the order of the Matrix at all. He just wants to escape it and, yeah. and be free and stuff. And that's such a tantalizing thing to have one singular AI just be a baddie. He's just a great yeah. villain, just he a bloody a great, great villain. villain. You know, and but, but but second to that, Morpheus is just such a great goodie. You know that sequence with the with the the the, the, the two the, the red pill and the blue pill and that that whole instruction and the and you know the going down the Alice in Wonderland scenario and yeah, I, I just I love it all. Like it is it's so, so like that's so timeless that part. Yeah, and do you know what else is timeless? And this is one scene that we actually didn't talk about in the last chat. Actually, was the dojo sequence. Oh, cute. you know what? The, oh wait, I no yeah. I just, We're not I a just fan? Think, I just think they've... They, there's no reason Kung Fu needs to be in this movie. There's no real reason it needs to be in the movie other than it's cool. It it serves no other purpose. Okay, I will agree with you. I, w- I will agree with you that the predominant reason for it being in the movie is it's fucking cool. Yeah. I, of course, I will agree with that. However... I think if you, you choose to look at it, it in a few ways, I think it's actually really clever because 
there's this whole scene where you know tank is loading up all these programs again with these these big discs that you hate so much yeah. you know what i mean and these and these, and these but really sometimes old it's computers. quite cool you know like i, I think you're right like the, I, I know what you're gonna say like and it's the, they do the same thing with with trinity learns to fly the helicopter they just load her yeah in the fact that they can just yeah. Put, yeah. put a training disc in yeah and there's this bit he's like he's been going he's going going for 10 hours straight and he's just, and you can see his eyes flickering behind his lids, just learning mm. all. And martial arts is like a life mastery thing, and everybody yeah. knows this. So to see a character just get loaded in with that, that's like everyone's fantasy. Imagine if you yeah. could just suddenly press a button and you just know how to do something yeah, that, that and is be the, the cool, best in the world at something. No, I, I admit that is pretty cool. But like, the other the thing, cool thing about but it. the other really cool thing that I really liked about it was it, it gave a really physical, tangible um, question as to the nature of the Matrix and it's perfectly encapsulated in one line by Morpheus after they've done the first part of their sparring where he leans forward and he goes you think that's air you're breathing now? Because he's sitting there panting Mm. He's sitting there panting and sweating, right? Mm, mm. And going, ah, ah, I know we're panting and, panting and sweating. But yeah, yeah. That, yeah, but that's what he sounds like. And then Morpheus just leans forward and he goes, you think that's air you're breathing now? Yeah, yeah. And then suddenly oh. he goes, oh shit, I get it. And then you yeah. as the audience go, oh, oh yeah. shit, I get yeah. it. And well, it's, and it's, it's like the dialogue, um, it's like the Oracle dialogue, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, you know, that another wonderful wonderful character yeah would well, you would you want to go into that i mean like specifically the the vase breaking sequence what what's the actual line again because it's yeah. just awesome yeah the the she says don't worry about the vase and he goes what vase mm. and then proceed, proceeds to knock over a vase and she's like that vase and he's like i'm so sorry and she says i told you not to worry about it and he's like how did you know and she went oh well, what's really going to fry your noodle later is would you still have broken it if I hadn't said anything? Mm, mm. Which you're just like, oh, Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It that, really does, it doesn't there's it. no answer to that question, is there? There really isn't an answer to that question. I, no, it really, it really does. Yeah, and, and it is very clever. Like, some of the concepts of this are so clever. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, I've watched this movie, uh, well, we, we, we covered it in the last one, but like, so many more times than you. Like, you've not really watched this movie that much, no, have you? No, not a huge amount. No, I don't really have a huge amount of knowledge on this one, I, but, I must admit. I, but I have. I promise you, if you, I mean, you, you, you probably won't, but no matter how many times you watch this movie, you will not get all of it. And I mm. absolutely love that. Imagine going back to a movie and constantly still asking yourself the questions and never coming up with the answers, but mm. still wondering about it anyway. And just like Morpheus says, just feel like you're tumbling down the rabbit hole and you yeah. never get out of the other side. It's just yeah. it's just constant. It's, it's, it's a concept that just keeps on giving for years and years and years. And I think... It, it, it stands apart from all other science fiction because of that and the questions that it asks. On yeah, it, like for definitely. me, it does definitely. And then oh the yeah, music. I mean the questions that it asks are amazing. But I mean, you know, we do, do the music. I, I just, I, I didn't finish watching this and finish and go, am I in a simulation? But I imagine when it came out, audiences did. Um, but hey, maybe that's just yeah. me watching this and knowing. That <laughs> and it is actually really funny because the the, the the scene that actually made me feel like I was in a simulation was when Mouse the little the little horny pimp the digital pimp jesus um the woman with the red dress when he was going on off on this thing about how it tastes how, how the gruel that they're eating on the ship tastes like tasty wheat and if you ever had tasty wheat and it's like well how do you know if you never had tasted wheat because the only thing you've ever tasted are things that the um that the program that the matrix has told you that what they taste like so mm -hmm. how do you know what that tastes like and maybe they got it wrong because maybe they, maybe it tasted like tuna fish or something and they couldn't work out how chicken tasted like so they made chicken taste like everything which is why everybody says what does it taste like oh it tastes like chicken yeah and then i was yeah. like oh my god everything tastes like chicken i'm in the matrix yeah exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you want to chat a little bit about the music because oh, the I'd music is amazing and and you know specific sequences i would obviously there's some there is some um, some tracks in this. Um, two things I do want to just circle on. So obviously, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Rage Against the Machine. I love Wake Up at the end. It's, oh, it was great it. to hear at the end. It, but, it's but, a perfect one. It's a perfect choice as well. 
It is so perfect. Yeah, the, the lyrics now. I mean, like, you know, Rage Against the Machine are uh, are, are known for their very big political statement lyrics, <laughs> yes. shall we say. Yes, uh, it has been said. There has been said. Um, t- two things I want to cover off. One of them, you know, it is is the um, the actual the actual score itself. Yeah. And I, and I would be really interested to like to to go into it because it's, it's it's thirty minutes, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's a thir- it's a thirty minute score. Yeah, there's a, um, it's quite it's quite short. Is it Dan? Is it Dan? Don Davis? Don Davis. It, Don Davis originally does it, and and the other one is is the, is the specific the fanfare when Neil wakes up. Um, because I think that's a little, you know, in in the in the the real the real world the where real they're world, being farmed yeah. and 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 I and the kind of it's a bit out of place. And I know that I know that you've got a few points on all those, but I don't know which one of you want to go to first. Well, I mean, I'd love to talk about Do- the Don Davis score. Yeah, sure. Because it really does something incredibly unique mm. in that it doesn't follow the mold of traditional like Hollywood scoring at all. Yeah. It is much more akin to like very very modern very very modern classical um compositions when i say classical composition i mean like the evolution of classical music from a certain from from a certain school because i i've brought i've brought it up a a, a couple of times but when we had uh, ken lample on a wee while ago he you know one of the one of the best things that that he said which was a real real eye-opener um was the fact that the romantic tradition of sure. like romantic orchestral music got brought over to America by like Eric Korngold, who was a Austrian, uh, Austrian composer. And he did all those Errol Flynn pirate, pirate movies back mm. in, back in the day. And, you know, Errol Flynn, you know, you know, passed on his craft to you know Bernard Herrmann, who passed on his craft to John Williams etc etc and it's not hard Mm. to draw a line from then to now sure now what was happening in europe where you know classical music was progressing was that they were breaking all the rules and that they were doing much weirder stuff Mm. and coming up with new ways to new to use instruments and new ways to compose music so that you actually don't have to get very far to find some music that's sounds really weird and you can't believe it was written in like the late 1800s and and things like that and one of those styles of music was minimalism which actually has been mostly championed by american composers at this point um oh is that right didn't know that um, you know like philip glass Uh, steve reich is uh steve reich as well is a very big minimalist composer but what don davis does for the Matrix, is he em- employs a school of composition called a post-minimalist, which is basically the same as minimalist, but not being constrained by any of the rules. In okay. that, in that, minimalism takes a few small ideas mm. and then builds on it to create but, the the larger composition. And that's exactly what it is, isn't it? I mean, all the just the little. I wouldn't even say like arpeggios on the strings, is it? It's just almost like it's, it's just a like constant flickering. Isn't it's a it? constant what we call ostinato. Right, okay. and and you use the word flickering, but when you if you were to put put that bit of music that part under like a kind of audio microscope, mm, a microphone, mm. if you will, a microphone, yeah, <laughs> a exactly, ma- a yeah. microphone, if you will, um, you'd actually hear it was incredibly frantic and like okay. really hyper energetic, but it's uh, okay. but it's constantly moving. You can very much hear it in you know main title slash Trinity Infinity. And things like well, Trinity, you know, the whole the hotel track. ambush, and uh, you know, all the thing, all the bits that happen in the Matrix, and basically what this constant string ostinato is basically representing is the endless stream of code yes. that's building yeah, up the yeah, Matrix, yeah. and then also as an extension of that, you know, the end, endless stream of code, and if you Hello? think about to about the woman in the red dress sequence, yeah. right? Yeah. You get this scene where there's one woman in a red dress, but everybody else in that program is like a drone. They're all in like mm. suits and they're really busy going from nowhere to nowhere, basically. And there's a lot of like social commentary in there as well. It's actually very interesting that scene because everyone in that scene is a twin. Oh, really? Everybody the in actual, that the everybody in that scene is a twin. They basically hired a shit ton of twins and then copied and pasted them, right? 
loads Genius. of places. But they didn't put them all together, so it was really obvious. And it basically just gives you the illusion that everybody looks the same. Because mm. actually there are a couple of faces that literally are the same. Mm. So it's really mm. selling that idea of like mindless drones. And yeah. when you hear that music, because you hear that ostinato stuff in that training program, it, it, it translates the idea of the endless run of code to an endless stream of mindless drones. Which is really, which is really yeah. interesting. Actually, it's really very, it's a, very interesting. Uh, the other big thing to talk from a like a big macro point of view mm. in in the score is the harmonies of it. Yes, of yeah, the yeah, score yeah. because it is not functional in the slightest. And when I say functional, I mean major and minor chord sequences and things like that. Mm. You know, and and big big romantic melodies of which. There are a couple of little moments, so like Neo and Trinity's love theme, for example, which gets which gets heavily used in the future movies, but is only really hinted at in this movie. It doesn't really happen that much. And then a couple of other heroic moments that get a big uh, fanfare. But for the rest of the movie, for the rest of the score, and what I find much more interesting is it's actually built on the idea of polytonality. Okay. Uh, poly polytonality basically being the idea of you playing in one key but also another key and also maybe another key at the same time so like maybe two or three keys at the same mm. time and you just you just have to imagine what kind of chaos yeah. that that kind of that kind of world depicts because the yeah. ear never settles you don't no. know what you're listening to and it's what, what i find genius about it is it's relentless and it's constantly moving but it never goes anywhere interesting it, yeah it, it really never goes anywhere it's just it it's almost like the music has existed forever and it's never gonna stop until somebody stops it, which it, is exactly, it, exactly what happens in the movie. But, it, but it's but it's like, but you wouldn't be, but like, here's the thing. The concepts this movie is trying to portray, you couldn't do without music. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, you, you, you kind of You kind of need the music to add the gravitas to the situation of yeah. what you're trying to comprehend here. And it's done so effectively. It really like, is. There's so much thought has gone into this to be like, how can we create this unparalleled sense of loss and longing and yet the relentless, like the relentless crushing of any sort of, um, or any sort of, um, like uh like resistance or anything do you yeah. know what i mean like it's it's kind of it, it it's it just it just it just disseminates any hope that yeah, could yeah, yeah, be yeah. and causes confusion and it just increases that level of uncertainty and uncomfortableness yeah, yeah, yeah. like you like nothing about this movie's comfortable no everything is just fucking weird and jaggy and horrible it's such an unsat like like a like a like an unsanitary style universe and it's just yeah it's crazy yeah and, and the, the music does such a great job to really like emphasize that 100 percent. and it actually it actually makes the kind of more melodic romantic or heroic moments that, that that much better like for like when neo is it's self-realized in as the one mm. which that that's probably the only massive criticism that i really do have is this is like really your your name is neo and you're still wondering <sighs> if you're the one or not yeah 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 like, it's i, I don't three, know I mean, three I mean, let three letter anagram was that was that subtlety yeah i, I don't exactly. know it was that so i don't i really don't know um but yeah um, that's a very small gripe like you know you, you, you can look past that no but it, it's just it's just i just you know my thoughts like it's yeah. just very much stuck in its time this movie and and you know it's 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 a good watch i i wouldn't rush to watch this again i know you've watched this hundreds of times oh, and I, yeah and i will um, again and i'll love it and i'll love it again just yeah all the time yeah, all the definitely. time forever and a day there's a couple there's a couple of other really interesting musical moments i'm just going to focus on one in particular and that's yeah, when, he, when he wakes up in the real world in the pod mm. you know that absolutely horrific 
imagery. That's what I'm saying. There's like a fanfare almost. That, that's, yeah, that's but, it's, but I'm actually talking about before the fanfare, actually, when he actually, when he wakes up and he looks around him and he sees all the other humans in the pod. Yeah. And he, he's got he's got the plug in the back of his head. He's taken out that horrific breathing tube that just seems to go on endless endlessly down his throat and you just yeah. bulk to when yeah, he takes yeah. it out it's himself disgusting, and, he's got, yeah. and he's got all the slime around him and he's completely like naked it looks like a ghost yeah and um and there's this really eerie kind of choral music going on in the background and mm. it and it, i i believe it's a homage to a particular scene in uh in 2001 a space odyssey when right. um when the chimps sort of have their have their brave new world sort of moment when mm. they when you know they realize that nothing is as it seems type thing when they basically ah. have their realization moment and that was um a piece written by polish composer Lutislawski. okay and so there's very much and i i like the fact that that kind of like high science fiction sort of references in there because i do believe it's a 2001 reference as opposed to just a lutislavsky thing that, that they're unrelated i do kind of see mm. the parallels between the two movies so i kind of have to think that it's a movie thing and not just a music thing um but i i just i love that it's there and it's a pretty niche thing that most people won't know about or <laughs> or hear yeah, but yeah, I, I was going to say you, you would have to know what you were listening for well, to exactly. find that. But it, but it's but it's great. Like that's that's a, such a great find. And actually, you know, I am v- kind of familiar with the sequence you're talking about. But yeah, I, I was watching, irrespective of where it's come from, I was watching it going. A really specific decision yeah. has been made for the music that's been put in this like very jarring sequence. Yeah, but also if you really want to hear the, the you know the DNA of where this music was really inspired from then a couple of pieces i would highly recommend you listen to and but both you Callum, and the listeners actually if they're mm. interested are two john adams pieces uh his most famous one being a short ride in a fast machine which i still think is a great title for yeah. a piece of classical music is really good yeah. i have actually i have actually played it and it's enormously fun and enormously difficult to play but the other one is a a harmony elre Okay. which is um i definitely butchered that i think it's sure. i think it's a german german word um but it you can definitely hear that polytonality like brass chords like and like just really relentless ostinatos mm. going da 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 in no particular harmony um that very much is the kind of dna of the matrix music oh mm-hmm. i just i just i just loved it and i it's weird because I think this was probably the first time that I've watched The Matrix while really honing in on the music, actually. Yeah, yeah. Even though I've watched it hundreds of times and I am a musician, so it feels weird kind of saying that, but I really don't think I have mm. before that before this. And I'm really glad that I did. Yeah. Well, for, I mean, like, we, we could we could go down a rabbit hole, quite literally, of talking yeah. about the movie and our thoughts and stuff. But I'm really happy that we've 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 managed to really chat into the music of this because it is an amazing the the score and the efforts. And like, this is this is one of these movies that this is one of the like the movies you have to see before you die. Like, oh god, no yeah. doubt. Do you know what I mean? It's just and the concepts of it's amazing. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the Matrix. I I you know I will not be. I'm not the sort of person who will tell. I probably won't watch it again, and I probably won't tell people to watch this. But Wait, I can't never watch deny. it again? Probably not. Nah, uh, lies. Nah, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe not. But I. Um, but because you know what but, we have to do, though. We, but I mean, this isn't watching the Matrix again. But we, we have to watch two and three before we go and see four, right? Oh. God, but I will do it, of course. Yeah, of course you do it. Yeah, you're um, for punishment. But this definitely has two thumbs up written all over it for me. It's a fantastic one. Um, I'm so happy that we took it to the show, mate. I'm so happy. Yeah, me too, me too. moving forward yeah let's move it we got there we made we it we did we this made is it further than forward. we got last this is time new, this is new ground <laughs> oh wait hang on mine's not recording oh shite <laughs> <laughs>
Nah, you bloody got you. Uh, bloody got oh, you. God, we'd bloody kill me. That no, genuine, I'd kill myself. Um, <laughs> loads to talk about here in this one. Loads to talk about. Yeah. Um, just a few little things. And one thing that I wanted to talk about a little first, um, Victoria Alonso. Um, I just want to give a shout out. Um, so Victoria Alonso has been a sort of pr- production producer for a lot of the MCU and um, has been involved with the MCU since Iron Man, you know, has been there for almost every single one of the films. Um, so basically, you know, a, a, lar- a large part of her, her role in the previous um, in the previous films was was almost around like production, post-production, VHS and animation. But she's now been re- uh, put to the new title of president of Marvel of visual effects and animated production um, for Marvel Studios, which is so interesting. You know, like when they, w- we always think about things like Kevin Feige and all these people who yeah, are yeah, at the yeah. heart of all this stuff, but you forget that there's these people who have been there just as long who are yeah. informing a lot of these decisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, really, really interesting. And the two them you know ken feige like you know basically said victoria has been an incredible partner uh, of her team since the very first iron man um, she is one of the most dynamic candid and accessible executives in the industry and we'll be thrilled that she's continued to be by our side to this elevated role as we lead marvel studios into the future Ooh. and i just love that I, I love it how marvel studios is one of these places where it's family business even, yeah they're really just giving that you know like they're really sticking to the people that have made it what it was no i thought it was brilliant it's a really interesting article if you get a chance to read it yeah, no, I think um, I will, actually. And speaking of awards and awardings, very quickly, I think uh, one of our, our good friend Brett Goldstein just won an award, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, you know, our good friend Brett, Brett Goldstein that we, that we know really well. That, that we yeah. know really well and totally didn't just, you know, bump into him and uh, <laughs> yeah. after, after the cinema. But, you know, he definitely wanted to talk to us, you know. Yeah, 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 that's fine, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, he no. won, um, you go for it, you know the story, do you? Yeah, he won an award. What did he win, though? An Emmy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, four. Uh, it's turned into a quiz now. Oh, this did. best supporting actor. If best for supporting what actor in a well for Ted Lasso. There we go. Yeah. Yes. And uh, are you up to date with Ted Lasso? Well, they. I mean, we're we're recording this on a Friday night, and they drop episodes on a Friday. So no, <laughs> no, not quite. Did you not watch quite. the most recent? Have you watched the the second most recent one? Yes. What do you think? It was a bit of an odd one, wasn't it? Bit of a break from uh, tradition. Oh, yes. No, uh, wait. Uh, it was the Coach Beard one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I loved it. Did you? I really did. I we really hated did. it. We hated it, really? the two of us. Oh, it's too contrived, that film. It, it's a bit too... It's basically what an American thinks the UK is like. That's what oh, it, that, I, it, that whole series just... It, it, at times, I'm just like, ugh. Everything's too convenient. Everyone's too smiley smiley everything's too perfect England and it's just a bit like oh god the times I roll it's a great series don't get me wrong we will watch it it's not supposed to be real nobody's trying to convince anyone that it's real I think some people watch it and go that's what England's like and it's like oh it's just a bit too much at times jeez yeah, I just can't stand it. It's a bit too glossy. Oh, that's, I broke it's a my heart too, a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It's a bit too glossy for me sometimes. Oh, well, and the two you know of us what? Just a bit just, like, it just do us all a favor and stop <laughs> watching it. So you can no, stop ruining it for the rest of us who it love is, it unconditionally. Bit, like the, on the Christmas episode, I've never okay. seen so much cheese right. in my whole life. I, d- I didn't like that. It was I'll, bullshit. I'll, I'll hold my hands up to that. I didn't like the Christmas episode, but, but I liked it a lot. I liked it. Great. I liked it a lot more than I liked the zombie what if episode. So, oh, you know. that was amazing. That was awesome. I mean, Do you know they're doing it. That's actually another thing to moving forward. They're actually now doubling down and doing a movie, a Marvel Zombies movie, because it was so popular that episode. I'm not baiting. That's not happening. No, no, no ge- like genuinely, no, that is. I you- don't believe you. Google it, man. I'm looking at the article. Google it. No, they because as soon as one. I pick up my phone and do it, you're going to get that giggle look on your face. I, I cannot believe I'm having to bloody Google this. What if... Oh, it's just... Zombies movie. See, the fact that I'm having to Google it, now you're Googling right. it. News. What if zombie... A live-action Marvel Zombies project may be in development. There you go. That's all the information you need to is know that, from me. Is sir. that is that we got it covered? No. Oh. CBR. Don't even don't even offend Wait, me. It doesn't even, it, with... it doesn't change the fact that it was shite. 
It was amazing. But it was so what good. What I was going to ask, what I was going to ask is considering that next week episode is not going to have our usual two episode deep dive. Well, it's because there's three episodes, isn't there? So we have to do the final three episodes when they're all oh, done. Oh, is it final three? Okay, because yeah. I watched I watched the latest one uh, this morning, actually, on my way to work. Well, I was going to watch it after this, but it sounds like I'm not going to have enough <laughs> I know. bloody time. So you've time not seen it yet? No, nah, I might watch it after this fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just, uh, just is it. Is it Party Thor, is it? Party Thor. Party Thor episode, looking forward to it. Yeah, I know, I've, I've heard it's pretty good. Oh, you didn't? No, I didn't like Thanks for that, mate. Thanks for that. Now I know that I'm going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. But, yeah. Oh. Um, speaking of other news or articles, Andy Bachetti, Andy Machetti with a machete knife, or it's Muschetti. Is it Muschetti it's pronounced? Andy Muschetti did the It Maybe, films. Yeah. He's, doing, um, he's doing the ba- Batman Flash. He revealed a poster on Instagram. Yeah, I saw this. Did you see it? What was the poster, Alex? It was uh, Michael Keaton's Batman suit mm. with a Flash logo spray painted on it. Spray painted on, yes, yes. I, I mean, with very little else to go on, um, I'm, this is going to creep up on us. This one, I it's think. going to creep up on us. But in, in, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm coming down on this quite, quite hard in recent months. In mm. that there are some pieces of promotion that break the internet, and I look at it and I go. I don't care. <laughs> do you know yeah, what I mean? Do you know I, what I mean? Let's just actually, yeah. let's actually just like, because the internet did go bananas over this. All the DC fan channels went bananas. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Right. The places and, you would expect to. Exactly. Everyone's building hype. There's hashtags trending, blah, 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 blah. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, like we've never seen a Batman costume. By the way, that Batman costume from an actor that we already knew was in it. Yeah. And a Flash logo on it. Yeah. I, I don't get it. It doesn't tell us anything. Because that's think... not going to be in the movie. There's not going to be a shot in the movie, which is <laughs> the Batman suit with a Flash, with a fucking lightning bolt sprayed on it. Oh, I heard there was, mate. I heard that's that. That's literally the first one. Well, if it's, there is, um, then there can be one of the... Uh, you can add Barry to... Gibb is just... Is it Barry Gibb? Ba- is that his Barry name? Gibb. So, um, well, from the Bee Gees. From the Bee Gees, Barry Gibb. <laughs> he's just Barry um, Allen. Barry Gibb, who's just spray painting onto bloody um, Robert yeah, Plant. He's a, he's, a, he's a miscreant now. Is that what's happening? No, but you know what I mean, though. Like you see that and you go, "Great teaser. Why do I care?" Mm. Oh, um, speaking of Barry Gibb. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about? Um, we had a funny little exchange we recently, did, didn't, didn't we? We, we did. Because um, you were like, "Oh." Let's talk about the new Bee Gees. Uh, no, no, not Bee Gees. Uh, let's talk about the new Foo Fighters album. Mm. And I was like, oh, you mean the Bee Gees one? And you were like, what? What, yeah. what are you talking about, the Bee Gees one? No, I said Midnight. It was Medicine at Midnight. Medicine you at went, midnight. what? No, and me- you didn't understand it. Medicine so at Midnight came out a few months ago. Oh, did it come a few months ago? So I'm only just getting around to listening to this. Yeah. Um, and then there's obviously the DGs, which is the new one too. Yeah, the, Obvi- some cracking music. Obviously named after Dave Grohl. Yeah, and yeah, did, yeah, yeah. Uh, did you? So did you listen to the DGs? Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, how yeah, yeah. much does tragedy slap? Yeah, it's so good. But he sounded. I, I would have. I would. I think I would have preferred Dave Grohl not to do a Barry Gibb impression. Like I would have liked to have heard a bit more Dave Grohl in the act, in the voice. Do you know when I was like DGs? Oh, we're gonna get like the Foo Fighters interpretations of the DGs oh, or the right. BGs. Yeah, They're yeah. very similar, actually. Do you know like I think the first couple, you know, like more than a woman and stuff, or yeah, yeah, um, yeah. you should be dancing. Like those two, I was like, this is very similar. It this is, is very no, similar wrong. to it. You're not wrong. Um, I think you know, like that's what I like. I, I like when bands do cover of, but I like when they put their own little touch on a covers. You know, like we've yeah. had some really great ones. I, you know, like one of one of my favorite little inclusions when Weezer did a cover of Enter Sandman by Metallica. Ooh, um, yeah. At one point, they did a. I think it was the Buddy Holly or the Holiday. They put the riff. I think they put the riff in the middle of it near the end, and it's genius. And it's yeah. such a fun little like little inclusion. But, I really, yeah. I really liked it when. Um, Wheatus. No, no, mm. when Weezer did Teenage Dirtbag. 
Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. everybody got Weezer and Weezer's computers, just like I just did. And then yes. they always made a joke when they played that live, when they were like, yeah, we wrote this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because really, everyone keeps really saying we wrote it. But I do distinctly remember, because I did actually see a live performance of that. That was at Tea in the Park, if, if you remember. Mm. Um, of, of who? Uh, Weezer. Oh, you saw Weezer at Tea in the Park? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I did. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Weezer it, was one of the last gigs that I ever saw before lockdown. Oh, really? Really in London, yeah. And there was, well, in fact, I went to a Dermot Kennedy last night in the Alley Pally. Oh, so gigs nice. are open again. I know. It's great. I was in a... Got a hell of a cough now, though. <laughs> You're always screaming, were you? No, no, just a lot of coronavirus. Oh, right. I see you very... <laughs> oh, yeah, that thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God. I thought, no, you were, I thought you were just having a great time and you lost your voice. No, no, it was good. No, it was good. It was good. Can, I, can, I, can I bring a little, a little um, piece of moving forward to you? Yes, of course you can. I heard a really interesting theory about James Bond. <gasps> what is your interesting theory about James Bond? And, and, is it the, and, and this is, is going to be Saffron is Doctor No? No, this is <laughs> no. It's not. It's not that. It's Doctor No, not that. <laughs> um, and this is going to be really telling about what order we recorded these two episodes in, considering the um, considering in. Next week. Well, the end episode. of the next one. At the I end of the next one. Moving forward is me literally asking you what predictions you have, and you have no predictions. I have no predictions. This isn't my prediction. This is a prediction I heard on another podcast, which was basically a look at how, the, what what the current movie trends were, yeah, and things like that, and the fact that we went through a time where everything was a sequel or a remake, right? But then one of the most recent tropes is the bringing back nostalgic kind of iconography and stuff like that. And, you know, mm. and the idea of... Like Doctor No. Yes. And multiversal stuff. Yes. Right? Where everything that has existed before w- does exist, even though it- it's like a big retcon that everything mm. exists and things like that. And I also saw a really great post about uh, from a group based on a podcast that we're, that, that, that we're both in about how uh, the movie Spectre and the Winter Soldier are basically the same very, movie. Very the same movie. Did you I see that post? Same, I did. I saw it the same It was a good post, read yeah. that. I actually really yeah. enjoyed it. And it was, yeah. made me want to see Spectre again to see if it's gone any better. But, um, <laughs> but basically, this guy, this guy basically theorized um, that at the end, at the end of No Time to Die... Mm-hmm. Daniel Craig will have a drink with Pierce Brosnan. And as soon as he said it, I went, oh God, that's totally going to happen. How do you mean? As in, they're going to do something, because this is the last Daniel Craig movie, right? Yeah. Can they Tim will, Dalton join them? They will, do, they will do something monumental, like double down on the fact that maybe they're not all they're not all the same guy yeah. and it's like an inherited title or just something yeah. or something they can make anything up of course they can and he yeah. said this and i went oh god that's just so shit they might actually do that yeah so i just wanted yeah. to i just wanted to bring that theory so to, you think well, what's your Rosner might be in the new one i don't this guy did and i thought and then i thought i really hope that's not true I, really... I don't think that's true. I don't think we're going to go ahead and do that. I mean, I do think they're going to do something pretty monumental. Like, I do think they're going to go pretty over the top because it's like, why the fuck not? It's yeah. not, you know, they, they are, they are, they are going to order everything on the menu because they're never coming back to this restaurant. Yeah. You know, that is what's happening. Um, I guess only time's going to tell me. Uh, is, is that not just the kind of thing that yeah. you'd never expect? And then, You'd go, you'd go. Oh my God! They actually did it. Oh God! I don't know. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd like that as much. Yeah. I'll be honest. No, I wouldn't either. But it was just when he said it, it was like lightning struck me, and I was like, Oh my God! That's like yeah. they're gonna do it. I I just had this overwhelming feeling of, Oh, well, that's exactly what they're gonna do. I mean, I I I don't actually think that, but it did kind of hit me in that way. And in that on that similar vein, I know I said this a few weeks ago when we did Spider Man. Mm. they are not going to be in it mm. i'm sorry they're just not yeah they're they're just well not. did you see but did you see the the leaked photo of andrew garfield 
I didn't um, actually see it. I heard about yeah, it on, yeah. was it Kimmel? Was it Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah. Where he asked Andrew Garfield about it and he was like, um, no, it's Photoshopped or whatnot. Mm. I, just, I just think, it, I, 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 I do, I, I find it weird that I'm the only person that thinks the better version no, of no, the movie. No, no, I've heard quite a few, I've heard quite a few people who agree oh, with really? you, who say the same thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, you're not the only one having this theory. Like, oh, it's good. a very well-known, I, I sent you a meme recently of, you know, that famous one of the, the two Spider-Man looking at each other from the comics, being oh, like, yeah, who, yeah. you, you? The, if, yeah. if, if Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in this and they don't do that joke, like as a direct joke from yeah, the comics, that'd be funny, wouldn't it? I'll be pissed. Like, they've got to do that joke, yeah, right? Yeah. But they probably I, will, won't they? If they were in it. If, they, if they're in it. But this is the thing. Everybody assumes that they're in it. And you said something very interesting when we last had this uh, discussion, which was like, if they don't do it, the, the, the hype and the expectation that they will do totally. it. Totally, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, just, they, they painted themselves into just, a corner here. Just the fact that they won't do it will make it, like, bad. And just because yeah. they, they haven't do it. Whereas... In reality, that's not the case. Of course, of course it's not, not the of case. Of course, yeah. Of course it's not the case, but that's just, you know, the f- rabid fan mentality. It's yeah. it's really mental. But I do genuinely believe that the better version of that movie will be one that they're not in. Yeah. And I would love to be proven wrong. Well, but there we go. the better version of a movie where someone may or may not be in and that person is Johnny Depp because he may or may not be returning to the next Fantastic Beasts film that has no just way. had its title. Well, we don't know, but it's just... Well, I think that was, that was the rumour, that he wasn't going to be in it anymore. Um, and he stepped down, because the title of the next Fantastic Beasts film is Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore. Yes, absolutely, which was really interesting, actually. I saw the title for that, because it was in like the styling and the font and everything. And mm. I think it looks like Secrets of the Dumbledore. I thought that too, yeah. Did you think that as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit odd. It's like, what, really? You went with that? I mean, they're going to, but they're going to just tell the story that they tell in the Deathly Hallows, right? About his sister, Ariana, and they're, they're going to do that whole yeah, thing, aren't it's they? it's going to be the, the movie of that story, yeah. Yeah. Where Which, she, well, except that it won't be because we, we found out in the last movie that Ezra Miller is his long lost brother or something uh, i can't remember it can you like the oh whole it's so thing bad is, isn't it the whole thing is just terrible writing and yeah. and 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 every time they release a new one who made that uh, i don't know no what what, what what studio did what studio warner made? brothers oh was it oh yeah, yeah. okay cool yeah. warner brothers fucking sucks they just they just don't get it man they just don't. Um, uh, look, well, when more stuff comes out, we'll talk about it. But at the moment, all we've got is a title. Yeah, but we know, you know it's going to be the secrets of Ariana. I mean, do you know what though? We're still going to see it, though, right? Oh, of course, <laughs> fucking right. Of course, we're going to see we're it. Like, they've pay. already got our money. We're still, still going to take our money, Warner Brothers. Do you know what I was thinking? We the other day, you to there's, the ends of the earth, but we're still, we'll still give you our there's money. There's literally thousands of pounds worth of my own money that's already been dedicated to movies that I feel obligated to watch. Yeah, you're not wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's weird when you when you when you think about it in that way. And the Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy game is on hold at the moment, Alex. I know that there were some screen tests that were released and some in-game footage, and it looked really good. I think everyone's talking about Peter Quill's special activity or special ability, not activities. Though activity. I do not want to talk about his special activities. <laughs> no, I don't think you do. No, exactly. Some more speed tugmans. But um, he's it's, it's a game that I was... Yeah, I mean, look, I would have definitely got it. Um... It looked very much like the game that we were all burnt with before, the Marvel's Avengers game. Which Hence was, why you're going to buy it again. My God, yeah. I, 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 there's nothing much more to say. I, I don't know how much longer it's going to be on hold for. I think they're holding development. I think they're doing beta testing for a large part right. of this. Um, I think it was supposed to be released um, middle of next year, but it looked quite advanced from some of the screen tests and stuff that we got. So I'm not really sure what they're looking to do. I um, I wonder if they're building in the option to play as multiple characters. Because if you remember, they're only given the option just to play as Peter Quill in this game. Really? Um, so it's a Guardians of the Galaxy game where you only play as one of the Guardians, which doesn't feel right, does it? Yeah, no, that's weird. Yeah. Right? No. But maybe it's, maybe that's us. That's a big, just, that's just, a big hatchet job, that. Why yeah, you, but, but that's what they're... That's what they're oh. Yeah. That's yeah. like... That's like making a Fantastic Four game and only playing as the Human Torch. Mm. Or any of the other ones, and it's just them. Well, if you had to play one human torch, is the one you'd want. Oh yeah, definitely. 
Maybe flame they think. On. Yeah, flame on. Flame um, on. Alex. Yeah, go on. Apple TV has released a trailer. Oh, they did. What did you think, mate? Looks interesting. What's it called, mate? It's called Finch. Mm. Who's in it, mate? Fucking Tom Hanks, isn't it? Yes. Anyone else? There's the a, the there's Caleb, a Caleb someone. Um, there's, there's another actor in it that I recognize from, from things. Oh, I, don't, I mean, I didn't robot. look at the cast list and he's the only human character in it. So I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't know who else is in it. What do you think about this? So basically it's, it's a, it's an apocalypse style movie. Looks where... like, do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded what? me of, it reminded me of I Am Legend with Will Smith. A little I Am Legend. Yeah. Just because it had, it was last man in the world vibes. He had a dog. Um, this one's an upgrade though because he's got himself a robot helper as well. Yeah. But there was also one throwaway line which was like he was listing a bunch of you know dangers of his world of the world, and one of the things he said was people hiding in the shadows, and you get mm. like one little shot of like you know an underpass or you know somewhere dark and cavernous where you can just imagine like. You know, a thousand sick zombie-like people just exist, or just people know. eating other people. Well, exactly. You know that 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 kind of thing. But it, it was given so little time in the trailer. I was like, well, I mean, that's not that's not the shtick of the movie. Mm-hmm. And that was mm-hmm. really interesting to me because as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, and now we're gonna get what this movie is actually about, which is a Tom Hanks Last Man Alive zombie movie, which mm-hmm. is basically mm-hmm. I Am Legend, but. Will Smith as Tom Hanks, and there's a bloody dog and a bloody robot. A dog and and a looks a bit robot. more, looks a bit more Apple TV sparkly esque, which we saw from um, yep. Bloody Coda. Yeah, we watched that last time in Ted Lasso. Yeah. Oh, uh, get, just my, get a soulmate. Come on. I know it's just like come I, on. I, I, I just like grimy things. I like things that are a bit more realistic. I like the world when it's a bit more. Oh my when it's God. a bit more. My eyes can't to... roll into the back of my oh, head any but further, like, mate. It's just sometimes it's just a bit too bloody showy and flashy. What have we represent? Have you watched um buddy buddy vigil yet? Vigil, no. Yeah, it's good, man. To get it watched. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not oh, great, but it's home, fine. homework for next time we actually record though. Mm. gotta watch a bit of star wars visions because i've watched the first one and it is intriguing oh cool it's i'm cool. not gonna get a chance to watch it for next week do, but we'll do you know that you know they're only 15 time? minutes long each one is only yeah. 15 minutes long yeah i don't have the disney app on my phone all right <laughs> so i need to get i'm going away on holiday i'm gonna have to watch everything from there so <laughs> um, i'm gonna have to try and download that yeah uh, just just before we go i mean the super mario brothers there's been casting announcements for who's in that film. Oh, that is um, the definition of a film I do not care about. I know, I know. I think um, Chris Pratt has been cast as as Mario. Yeah. You've got Anna Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach. Keegan-Michael Key as Toad. Um, Seth Rogen as Bowser. And Charlie Day as Luigi, which I was really like the Charlie Day one. Because everyone always do. thinks that I'm quite like Charlie Day. Or do look you? Like him. Yeah, You're the only person I've ever heard say that. Oh, I get told a lot that I'm like him from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. This very much, this very much sounds like a giving yourself a nickname and hoping it sticks kind of situation. Oh, I, w- I would beg to differ. If you've seen It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and you've seen Charlie in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, there is nothing that you would want to be about that. And I hate. It. Have you not? Have you never thought this? What that you're Literally Charlie? Every- Literally every time I've gone on some sort of rant or rave, I whine and I moan, and they're like, "All right, Charlie." Ch-. Like I've literally had that so many times. You know the bit all where right, he thinks okay. everything's gun, gun all to my interconnected. Head. Gun to my head. Choose a character from Always Sunny, and it's Calm. Yeah, it's Charlie. It has oh, to be yeah, Charlie. It does have to be Charlie. I want it to be Mac, but it's not. <laughs> it's Charlie. You're, no, you're Mac. You're Mac. I'm Mac for sure. Why? Well, if you have to be one of them, no, nah, maybe you're Sweet D. You're a Sweet D. <laughs> I'm Sweet D. <laughs> Could have been worse. Could have been Rickety Cricket. <laughs> Rickety Cricket. Oh, got some crack. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but do you? I love him. He's so. Funny. He's great. Right. Should we wrap this I, up? I feel like yeah. I feel like I we're circling the drain. I get, I, get, I get that a lot. People are always just like, "You fucking, you stupid idiot." What are you afraid of ghouls for? Why do you like milk steak? There's got to be a new series of that coming out pretty soon. Yeah, there's got to be. 
Right. That, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. What do they have to do next? Right. Now they've got to get themselves onto the Apple Podcasts app, find us on there, give us a five star rating if you please. And if you fancy it, give us a little review. If mm. you don't want to leave us a review, you can tell us your favorite movie or your favorite movie soundtrack. We love to see, read, and hear all of it. Mm. You can also find us on many other platforms where you like to listen to your podcasts, including Spotify and the Acast app. And if you want to get more directly in contact with the show, we have an email address as well. Motionspod at gmail.com. Yes, it is. That's the song. That's the song that we've done. We're also on the gram. And thank you very much to KTC Graphics Design for our wonderful artwork. Yes, thank you very and much. Alex, I think there's a little treat. If you just the lift treat. up your head, there's a little uh, the, something there. If you the, just look, just look up a little bit. There, there, there it is. It's oh, up there. it's a treat. Yeah, it's there. It's yeah. a discount code. It's yeah. amazing. Basically, she does a bunch of movie prints and artwork that could decorate your wall if you so wish. But she doesn't them do to. them basically. They're really complex and they're really yeah, good. yeah, no, they're, they're great. They're great. They're Simplicity great. though. But if you wanted to get one to decorate your wall, you can get one at our Etsy store which yeah. we'll link in the episode description down below. And um, there's a 20% discount off for our listeners if you enter the code MotionsPod20 at checkout. Uh-huh. Next week, we're going to be back. We've already pre-recorded it. It's there ready to go in a run-up to No Time to Die. We, of course, are going back and looking at Casino Royale, the yeah, yeah, first yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel Craig Bond movie, where we've, we've got a lot to talk Exciting about. Exciting times. I wonder exactly. if we'll like it. Yeah, we we do like Stay it. Stay tuned. We do like it, don't we? Yeah, we like it, yeah. We bloody love it. And sorry, it's a slightly shorter episode this week. Um, we had to do it twice. We very did. Very quickly on a late night on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been a slog. Yeah. And you're not, you're, you're, you're not leaving for like a flight or anything at a super early time or anything. Yeah, I'm not up at half four, I think, tomorrow morning. Oh, so that's going to be good. fine. So there we go. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for listening. Until then, bye now, guys. All right, guys. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.